We're going downhill to learn the true history of the Kelly Gang, and we're in some dark waters with an invisible man. I'm Van Connor. And I'm Bex Perfect, and this is Off Screen, your seven-day guide to everything movies. Boom. Welcome to Off Screen. Let's get cinematic. Hey, Bex. Oh, hey, Van. You've not seen. You've seen our first movie. I have not. Uh, I want you to tell me this week a week that has seen the mighty Steven Spielberg step down from the Indiana Jones franchise. I Never know, thought I'd right? see that. Uh, but James Mangold, so it's all right. Um, so I want you to tell me all about downhill. What have we got here? Well, do you know what? I've got a question for you first and foremost. Okay, go Where on. on earth has Will Ferrell been for the last few years? Where has Will Ferrell been for the last few years producing anything and everything with a laugh track in it? Okay, yeah, fine. That, well, he's not really been on it. our screens. I mean, the last time I saw him was like Daddy's Home. Daddy's Home 2 was only two years ago. Well, still, was it two, two years too long. Was it two years? Some might say he hasn't been on our screens since 2003. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do miss that man because he is your associated comedian, isn't he? Yeah. With, with, when it comes to kind of those kind of funny films. And what we've got in Downhill uh, this week is mm-hmm. a new kind of Will Ferrell, I think. Um, he's uh, The story itself is based on a family on a ski trip which I think is quite timely seeing well firstly as I look out of the studio today it's snowing yes it is isn't it yes it's snowing <laughs> in London Bridge everyone else is mm. uh, on a ski trip so uh, this is very timely um, and basically this this um, family go on the ski trip and it starts to show up the cracks in the relationship between yeah. the mum and dad which is can either be played out quite funny or it can actually have quite a lot of relatable sort of like ickiness about it, it does seem to be a relationship drama doesn't it yeah to some it's a, a dramedy, I would say. Here's what I think you're not picking up on. This was a huge event for our family, okay? And, sir, I don't want to make this a legal matter between mm. us. I don't. Billy. No, I don't want to. What I'm saying is yes. what I don't want. We're not in okay? America where you sue because your coffee's hot, madam. Screw you. I'm an attorney. Okay. You've heard our complaint? Yeah, well, yeah. someone needs to hear it. <laughs> thank you for your time. And no thank you for your time from me. (laughs) That is for certain. I've got it, okay? Okay. So that's Will Ferrell and Julie Louis-Dreyfus yes. there as well. So you've got two stalwarts of comedy there. Obviously, we all know about um, the wonderful Will Ferrell, but Julia Louis-Dreyfus, she is, I would say, probably your most Emmy-laden comedian in the States. That you can, Yeah, you can imagine. So you might recognise her from Veep, from Saturday Night Live, from Seinfeld as well. She is brilliant. What? So I've just remembered what Will Ferrell was in recently. Oh, um, no. Is it completely forgettable? It, uh, actually, not forgettable. That's the problem. It was Holmes and Watson, remember that? The film's so bad they wouldn't press show it. Ah, so I haven't seen that. Yeah, that was out for on, that reason. That was Boxing Day last year. Wow. Okay. It was terrible. Well, there we go. Yeah. That was a that was a, almost a comedic sort of hand over mouth moment from you just there when you <laughs> discovered really that. <laughs> um, but let's go back to this. So th- this, this movie is is based is the English language version of 2014's Force Majeure. Have you seen that? Uh, I did see Force Majeure, and I was really excited because I'm never a fan of the idea of remaking uh, foreign language film into English. Yeah. Because uh, it's like the Raid. I love the Raid. I don't want them to remake make that. I think Joe Carnahan is going to. Yeah, Please yeah, don't yeah. do it. Uh, however, um, with the case of Force Majeure, I was excited because it's Jim Rash and Nat Faxon who've written and directed it. Yeah. And they are both uh, comedic actors in their own right, comedic creators in their own right. Yeah. I was really excited just by the idea because, you know, it's Jim Rash from Community. It's Nat yeah. Faxon who I know from uh, Broken Lizard. Great talents. Have they done a good job? Do you know what? I have to say I was pleasantly surprised by Excellent. this. So uh, first and foremost, it's an hour and 26 minutes. What? It's a short, sharp, easy watch, mm. okay? It is centred around this family, but we've got some great supporting cast in there as well. I'm going to come on to that in just a moment. Yeah. But what I like about it is 
it's so relatable. We've all been on this holiday where mum and dad get a little bit bickery. <laughs> and then suddenly holiday I've ever had. Well, there we go. You'll see a lot to relate to on this. And the comedy is slightly more subtle in a way. There mm. is no sort of like, you know, him shouting out weird stuff every yeah. now and again, like having his own little sort of Tourette's moment. The Will moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there's none of that kind of stuff in it. It's more he takes a back seat to Julia on this, oh, which okay. I quite like. And Is the... he playing more beta male then to, to allow her to take the lead? what? He's... He's got his own issues. He's mm. grieving after the loss of his dad, and he kind of is kind of taking life as a bit of a. But he keeps on saying carpe diem, you know. Oh, so we're right, going to do yeah. it. And it just and she's more. She's almost seen as more of a villain of the piece in a way because she just wants things to just go normally mm. as they should, and it doesn't quite work. But as well as that family unit, we've got people around them as well. And um, Miranda Otto is in this, and Why you might. Miranda Otto? Yeah, yeah. So for anyone that doesn't recognise the name, she was in. Well, she is in the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. In this, she plays a hotel concierge who takes her role a little bit too far and becomes that just that too much more familiar with the couple, mm. which again adds to the tension that you're facing. So this for me is like a, a sim. It's like a boiling pot. So it simmers mm. and then kind of like explodes, and it's all based around the fact that. On this ski resort, there are controlled avalanches. So yes, as as as, as seen in that clip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, am I crazy? Or in that clip was that Tormund Giant's bane from Game of Thrones? Yes. Big giant beady yes. man. Yes, 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 yes. He tiny, tiny little um... rightful lover to Brienne of Tarth. Yes, one hundred percent. But those controlled avalanches are basically it's the tipping point for the family dynamic mm, because a large unexpected avalanche goes down and basically instead of protecting his family yes, Will Ferrell uh, grabs his phone and dives for cover I saw the and, clip yeah yeah and Julia Louis Dreyfus is how could you do that and that's yep. just where it kind of all escalates from it's funny it's good it's laughable it's kind of got those scoffs that goes up to a belly laugh at points it's something that I think there hasn't been a lot of marketing around it and then suddenly it's come out of nowhere but it's worth a watch in itself so thumbs up thumbs down from you uh, two and three. Uh, two and, two three, and three. How many thumbs have you got? One and three quarter <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Let's talk then about new movie from uh, Justin Cazell, uh, The True History of the Kelly Gang. Yes. Have you seen this one? Yes, I have seen this one. Right, we've only got like three minutes to talk about okay. this. But, there's, uh, there's, you need more. We, we do need more. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's the story of Ned Kelly. Yeah. He had told in a more, a more of a wild, anarchic, almost Plunkett and McLean-like kind of a style. Plunkett and McLean meets Peckinpah is how I've been sort yeah. of pitching it. Uh, led by George Mackay yeah. as Ned Kelly. Uh, supporting cast that includes uh, Nicholas Holt, Charlie Hunnam, uh, Essie Davis, Russell Crowe, and uh, well, I say it's it's the story of the infamous band of outlaws in an, is 18th century yep. Australia, yep. Uh, basically at a time when the British were still effectively ruling the place. You're not the man you pretend to be. You're a boy looking for a captain to tell him what to do. You're a son of Steve. We're rebels, warriors, and you all wear dresses. Nothing scares a man like crazy. Boys want to build an army? Fire! You're bloody bulletproof, boys! Are you Dave? You're mine. Don't. Not now. Yeah, a bit frenzied and out there, this one, isn't it? Do you know what? It's So it's a picture house movie, mm. and it's... It's an art house movie It's uh, at yeah. its heart, isn't it? Because, yes, it is a bit bonkers. Stylistically, it's beautiful to look mm. at. Everything is thought about really great. It's bleak at times. It's It, it it's, brings your characters out in a, a very extreme way. There's 
an interesting choice of costume in this. Like, there's almost like this weird cross-dressing but phenomenon that, was, that goes on. Yeah, that was the history, though. Well, know. yeah, okay. I just it kind of comes out of nowhere for me with this, but it's it's I think brutal. Ned Kelly came out of nowhere. Yeah, okay, fair. fine. Um, and you know, the story of Ned Kelly is an Aust- he's an Australian like anti-hero in mm. a way, and he's much lauded in Australia. But we don't really know. Mm. as much about him so we watch films like when Heath Ledger did the serious Ned Kelly that's it because that's how that's the only way I know of Ned Kelly yeah. I'm t- having looked into it I'm, I found out that first of all he is probably the most profiled figure in Australian history wow. uh, also they do view him as sort of their answer to Robin Hood yeah in yeah, a sort yeah, of strange yeah. way obviously yeah. not for the exact same reasons but uh, yeah I, I thought this was a very odd film I liked it I it's liked odd. it it I... is out there I liked it. I know no one's going to go and see it. That's the shame. <laughs> That's true, like, isn't, it? Yeah. isn't it? It's almost too out there that people mm. are looking at it and go, Meh. but you know what? It, now is the time, as you know, post award season, to go and see something like this. George Mackay. Yeah. Uh, there was this performance in 1917. Yeah, I mean, he is brilliant in this. Mm. He is ripped, like well, he's shredded. Isn't yeah, he? he's absolutely Ooh. shredded in this. And he puts his all into it. And if you've seen him in 1917, it's the polar opposite of that, in a way. I also want to say that, yes, we do get another to add to the repertoire of Charlie Hunnam's ever-expanding list of... uh, Accents. Accents. (laughs) Um, This one, I think, is meant to be Geordie. I know. I uh, yeah, I'm not, let's not talk about that because <laughs> I, I tried to. I had selective hearing on that. I do like Charlie Hunnam, though. I love the man. Nicholas I Holt. Do. I was impressed with his performance in this. Yes, he is dark. In I this. Really thought a lot of his sort of performance in The Favourite uh, here. Mm. That very sort of smarmy, knowing kind of a performance. He's he's doing almost mm. like a Daniel Kaluuya. He's picking interesting roles builds up his credibility as a serious actor you know and then suddenly he's going to take on another big blockbuster like our pats and uh... shame about that x-men contract eh? wow you know <laughs> could have got out of those but okay <laughs> i mean i i think this all does all prove divisive in the same way that like plunkett mclean did because i think the stylization and the and the anarchism of it and mclean i don't think it's as fun as that that's it because it doesn't have the funny it's yeah. nastier yeah uh, the thing is, fucking like, was nasty, but that's it. That was nasty, but fun. This is nasty, but bleak. Yeah. And I think that is going to prove even more divisive. I think if you take it on its own grounds, though, really good. Yeah. I think if you take it in a more broader view, it's a little rough around the edges, a little shaggy, a little uneven. Yeah. And I think that's going to put a lot of people off. Thumbs up, thumbs down from you, though. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I'm going to give it like one and a quarter thumbs up. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Yeah. So... I think it's kind of, it's better than just mm. a recommendation, but. It's not something that I'd say run and go and see. But you'd ride, you gallop. And go gallop and, and gallop in a dress. And no, go and gallop see. in a dress with a big tin helmet, <laughs> <laughs> supposedly bulletproof. Never the case. That's real. That suit exists in a museum. I know, I know, I know, I know. And we all know what happened to Ned Kelly as well. Do we not? <laughs> We're back, and this time we are digging deep into some dark waters. This is a movie that stars Mark Ruffalo, Anne Hathaway, Tim Robbins, and yeah, I, 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 yeah. you warned me off this. That was the thing. You yeah. warned me off this like a week on air a week ago. I think so. Yeah, you can see why it's not an awards contender. Yeah, um, I mean, hell of a cast. Hell of a cast. Mm. You know, amazing story. So for anyone, well, you know, here in the UK, if you're listening in from the UK, you probably don't really know a lot about DuPont. Um, mm. This kind of, is it a chemical factory? Uh, this is part, yeah, one of the DuPont family's many industries is yeah. uh, a chemical, uh, chemical company. Chemical plant. Yes. And basically, they have been accused by this lawyer played by Mark Ruffalo mm. that they are poisoning, or have been for a number of years, poisoning the water in the surrounding area of their chemical yeah. plant, which 
firstly was killing off a load of animals secondly was proving to uh, uh, basically provide, create cancers wasn't it create cancers but mm. also provide um birth defects as well yes um and uh, it's basically a massive cover-up that this one lawyer takes upon himself to completely unravel they should say what they done you're right they should and, and it kills me that they won't but that would mean going to trial and proving that c8 killed your cows and every scientist who knows anything about any of this already works for these chemical companies. That's not an accident, Earl. Earl, these, these companies, they have all the money all the time and they'll use it, trust me. I know, I was one of them. You're still one of them. That totally would have been the Oscar clip as well. You just know it. You know if Mark Ruffalo had gotten a Best Supporting Actor movie for the second movie he's done in six years where he went after someone named DuPont and the last time he actually did get an Oscar nomination for it, you just know that would have been the clip they played on the night. The only thing is is that he should have got Best Actor, not Best Supporting Actor, because he's the lead in this Oh, film. he yeah, wouldn't be the actor <laughs> for this, but it was Best Supporting Actor for Foxcatcher. But, uh, yeah. Uh, what is it with that man and the DuPonts? Why can't he leave them alone? Anyway, uh, did you have, did you think, like, spotlight with a dimmer bulb during this yes i did yeah. okay so the reason why i like the concept is because mm. it is like spotlight you're uncovering a case and it's it's getting worse mm. as you find out more about it's it procedural yes yeah, it, it has that well, actually yeah. do you know what saying it's procedural it's so linear it's it's mm. almost on the verge of boring because there's no personality i found yeah so for me there's lots of courtrooms lots of offices lots of mm. rooms with boxes and not a lot more the occasional cow that doesn't look very well it's um, yeah. and and this is the problem and it's a todd haynes film you know todd haynes did um did carol, carol and, you know yeah. stylistically beautiful films and then we get this and you kind of think where's the love gone with this because it's like where's the artistic license because yes the story itself is the story it needs to be told needs fascinating to be true story horrifying fascinating story, story. Mm. But you need to give it some artistic license to make it visually compelling. Right, here's my thing with that as well. So Mark Ruffalo's performance is great. Man. I, mm. you know, when is he not great? Yeah. Yeah, he's Mark Ruffalo. But the thing is, he's in, he clearly seems to think that he's in a film that has a lot more passion behind it than this actually does. Yeah. I don't think there's that <clears throat> emotional involvement from... There's a bit of the, distance, isn't there? There is. It's, it's a very withdrawn telling of this story. Do you know what also? It's a very... It feels dim as in mm. like it the the look the grading on the film yeah. is dark and dim and cold and not inviting as an audience member to watch which i find a bit strange did that did that make you feel like this could have been set in the late 80s rather than the late 90s onwards yes. at one point because i had that feeling I'm like when is Felt this very um, basic yeah yeah very muted very dowdy yeah yeah but, there's, mm. and that for me as an audience member kind of puts me off and yeah. you lose your attention i, I ended up kind of looking at my phone quite a few times in this oh. i know and that's blasphemous um but it, it's a david and goliath story mm. it's interesting to see kind of the certain lengths that a corporation will go to protect themselves which can be quite scary at times oh God, yes. you've got a great cast some of which are massively underused oscar winner anne hathaway is one shall i point out she's mm. massively underused as the wife can in I just, this yeah she literally is the wife yeah isn't she? it's yeah. such a thankless role can i give a shout out for bill camp though yep. as uh, the farmer who initially hires mark ruffalo and becomes kind of a linchpin yeah. story yeah. really great points i like him anyway yeah uh, also victor garber as the evil yeah. corporate attorney i love victor garber I have done since alias bill pullman bill pullman's in this as well yeah bill pullman also exists doing a foghorn leghorn voice for <laughs> no reason no reason tim robbins again a great actor no reason gets actually quite a good moment as well wow. in which he tells off a bunch of lawyers but it's like the only moment of passion outside of mark ruffalo in the whole movie oh it's just yeah it's just one of those things that i kind of go 
Do you know what? It, there's a reason why it didn't do well at awards season. It's yeah. been out in the States. It's been out for a while and it didn't get any pickup. And it's unfortunate the linear through line of this is yeah. what makes it sort of unexciting. So for me, kind of gets like three quarters of a thumbs up. Three quarters of a thumb. Uh, do you know what? I'll give it one for Ruffalo's performance. I will just say, though, basically, if you want this with laughs, just yeah. watch Aaron Brockovich. Yes. <laughs> you know, and if you want this but better, watch Spotlight. Exactly. There we are. <laughs> yeah. See, this is why we're a team. Okay, let's move on to this is one of my favourite reinventions of any property ever. It is Lee Wanell's reinterpretation of H.G. Wells's The Invisible Man, which reimagines the, the Wells story through the prism of toxic masculinity and Me Too, in which the scientist Griffin is now an abusive, domineering sociopath who basically torments and imprisons his living girlfriend, played here by Elizabeth Moss. Now, she is actually the central character. She is the protagonist. Does she disappear? Ah, this is where it goes. So the film opens <laughs> with this amazing, really tense tension fueled sequence. Mm. You'll have seen this in the marketing where she has to escape from his fortress-like home in the middle of the night. She flees, they're moving with her friend up played by Aldous Hodge and his daughter, and before long she's told, well, you don't have to worry anymore, he's killed himself. So of course she thinks, oh, I can get on with my life now. However, not quite that simple because then strange things start happening and the only possible conclusion can be, because this is a perfectly sane and realistic world, <laughs> He's gone invisible. He has figured out a way to be invisible. You know exactly what I'm talking about. He's not dead. I just can't see him. Okay. No, I agree with you. Adrian was brilliant. But it wasn't because of anything he invented. It was how he got in people's heads. You think about it. He came up with the perfect way to torture you even in death. Only thing more brilliant than inventing something that makes you invisible is not inventing it, but making you think he did. He's not dead, Tom. Yes, that is Elizabeth Moss making an impassioned case that her sociopath ex-boyfriend has discovered invisibility. So I thought she was going to be invisible. No. Well, wouldn't that be the invisible woman? Yeah? yeah, true. I mean, that'd be a good twist if it actually was... You yeah, know. if you could twist that mm. title. There are some decent twists to this as well, some really great twists. Do you know what? It's getting yeah. quite a lot... Uh, uh, maybe it's because of Elizabeth Moss, but there's mm. been a lot of features about this, yeah. this film, which surprised me. The themes of it are dealt with very, very well. It's a very well-written film. Okay. Uh, it is also a very well-acted film. Elizabeth Moss is absolutely tremendous in this. For what is effectively a micro-budget popcorn horror film, okay. she absolutely takes this to the stratosphere. However, MVP on this one, my boy Lee Whannell, who for the second time in a row now has taken what is effectively a Paul Verhoeven movie and just gone in his own direction with it. Because the last time he did Upgrade and did Robocop, this time he's doing Hollow Man, doing Invisible Man. He, what he's done is gone for, right, now I'm just going to do John Carpenter meets Shyamalan framing with a hint of Hitchcock. It is all about that framing. Interesting. And all about making an empty space the most terrifying thing you can think of. I don't want to say too much on it. No. Uh, because I think you should see this movie. Absolutely take it from me. This is my second favourite movie of 2020 so far. But is anyone going to go and see it? I believe they will. Expectations so far is that this will triple its budget in its opening weekend in the US alone. But here in the UK? I think it's going to do pretty well. I think it's an absolutely tremendous film. I think it's getting absolutely brilliant reviews, getting rave reviews, including this one we're giving right now. Okay. I cannot recommend highly enough, Bex, that you see this movie. Wow. Genuinely. Mike, go, I haven't got a lot going on this what weekend. I, what I will say is, actually, <laughs> 
go with your go with your girlfriend. Oh, okay. And it, am I going to get very forthright at the end of it? I think like, you will. I think you'll get quite well, indignant. Hashtagging. This has <laughs> something of an almost sleeping with the enemy vibe to Ooh, it. It's love that. rooted in nineties for the adults R-rated thrills, but coming at this particular time in society that we're having, particularly in the last week, given certain legal yes. events today, Hollywood producer. It's got resonance that you would not expect. Good, good scheduling, oh, studio. Yeah. Good scheduling. There is definitely resonance to this that you would not have expected from what is effectively a rebranded Dark Universe movie. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Okay. Genuinely... How many? Uh, well, I, I think I probably know. How many Two thumbs? trembling thumbs up. Wow. I absolutely adored this film. What's the runtime on it? Do you know? The runtime is two hours and four minutes, exactly. Okay. Right. And I will be honest, it feels about 90 which I think actually is the runtime of Hollow Man, now that I think about it. Yeah. But uh, um, you can make comparisons, by the way, between this and Hollow Man. I will say that Hollow Man was more about a narcissist and a rapist. Yeah. This is about, you know, a sociopathic, you know, sadosexual predator. But Sounds like one not to miss. Yeah. Get it before it becomes invisible. <laughs> yeah, put it this way. Invisible Man must see. Ah. And now a segment we like to call off-screen pays the bills. Hey up, Bex. Oh, hey, Van. Now, Van, I've got mm-hmm. a question for you. Go for it. Do you like fast cars? I love fast cars. I like furious cars even more. If you like furious cars too. Okay, well, in that case, you're probably going to need a good vehicle protection plan. Am I right? Uh, it's something I could do with here and there. I've had my moments where I definitely would have benefited from one, certainly. Good, good, good. Because this is, um, I'm talking about endurance, okay? So okay. this is a, a coverage that will help drivers across the US from high costs of auto repairs. And I know when I've traveled in the States, yeah. it can cost a lot of money if you need to get your car sorted. I think if anything goes wrong in the United States, it costs an awful lot of money. But cars especially, cars and human yeah. bodies. Well, the way that endurance works is it basically pays mechanics directly for parts and labour and cuts the cost of the middleman, which is absolutely perfect. Um, endurance is also rated the number one vehicle protection company by Consumer Affairs. I mean, mm. if you need some sort of, you know, I suppose, reliance on that, then yep. you've got that from those as well. And it also offers the best customer service in the industry, which means that they're basically staying with the customers every step of the way um, from quote to claim, which is really nice, actually, because I've been on hold to numerous insurance companies companies for hours on end when I've been in the States. So if they're with you the whole way through, then I think that's a really nice thing. Ah, sweet. So um, I take it we have our own, we must have our own specialised web address that our listeners can can access if they want to find out more about these uh, vehicle protection Yeah, parts. indeed. I mean, it's endurancenow.com forward slash off screen. And actually, don't you have a little tidbit of a taster of when you had a little problem? Oh, I'm forever getting in car trouble. Yeah, I, I really, I, I have think. I have the world's worst look with, <laughs> with cars. I have the Buffy birthday dilemma of car troubles. That's Nice. Is. So, uh, no, every time I break down, it's always just after I let my cover lapse because I am a fool. And then I will wind up paying through the nose. Yeah. And it all could have been avoided if I had merely had the rather basic foresight to have any kind of vehicle cover. Well, but, uh, now no. you know where to go, particularly if you are in the state. So it's their vehicle protection plan from Endurance. It's endurancenow.com forward slash off screen. I'm going to see your road traffic trouble and I'm going to raise you some gold. So let's take a moment to thank our sponsors, Acre Gold, which is uh, a new subscription platform for gold. So Acre is one of these services that lets you take out like small monthly payments and then basically you stack up sort of amounts and they then send you uh, gold straight to your doorstep every few months once you've accumulated as a certain amount. So, and who doesn't like gold? Exactly, everyone loves gold. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel it goes with everything. I mean, I like blingy gold sunglasses personally, but I think they're more in the bar. I think that's, that's, that's just you. Yeah, they're more in the bar form, I think, in this case. Uh, you can subscribe for just $50 a month, which, you know, it's not going to break the bank, so you can start buying gold. There's a $30 a month option as well, so you can watch your gold grow as you simply deposit $30 And a then month. don't you end 
end up getting a gold bullion at the end of this. You do. You actually send you a gold bullion. I'm signing up. Where do I sign up? (laughs) (laughs) So you can find out more by going to getacregold.com forward slash off screen. And actually, you can win a free gold bar by just tweeting at get underscore acre and hashtag off screen and telling us why you deserve to win a gold bar. Is it because you're just naturally charming? Do you know what? I'm going to use every single Twitter account that I've got to try and win. <laughs> all those dummy accounts could come in handy right now. So I uh, cancel or modify your subscription plan at any time. In the meanwhile, let's get golden. And we are back, but this time not with your big screen movies. We're back with your small screen movies, and we've got seven days worth for you right now. Kicking off on Saturday with Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. It's on E4 at nine o'clock. Is this the one? Is this the latest one? No, that was Bat- Rise. Uh, uh, War Off. That was War, War Off. Off. It's Rise. <laughs> it's Rise. Dawn. War. Ah, I always remember. So I can never remember the name. I always remember the second one out of that three as my favourite. Yes, that's this one. Yes, that's Dawn. Ah, right. Okay. okay, this is brilliant. So Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which is the one, the first one directed by Matt Reeves. He would stick around for the third one as well. Yeah. The Michael Giacchino score. This one's got Jason Clark as the male lead. Cole yeah. Smith McPhee. Yeah. 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 Absolutely terrific movie. Yes. Uh, you can see this as a standalone as well. It's the one that's got Gary Oldman as the yeah, villain and, yeah, yeah. and Cobra the Ape. Um, this, and of course, I Andy just remember Circus. being completely moved by this. And this is how you do CGI really well, people. I need to show you something. It's not far. Human lies! No! No! No, no, no. No, I swear. If I could just show you, then you'll understand. Jason Clark and Andy Serkis as Caesar yeah. the Eighth. Jason Clark is amazing. Really good in yes. this, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And then he would ruin all that goodwill by doing that awful Terminator sequel. Can, can we talk about the effects of this? This is mind blowing. Like how? Next level. Yeah, and I don't understand how films since this came out haven't managed to catch up and do stuff along this level. It, it is astounding. It really is. Yeah. But more than that, I think it's because it is it's next level groundbreaking effects work in service of what is just on its own grounds a great movie. Yes. Like if you'd made this still with the old suits in the 60s and 70s, yes. still would have been a great movie. Yeah. But the fact that you've got that in there and that Circus delivers the specific performance that he does, the acting yeah, in it it's is all tremendous. Amazing. If uh, my recommendation to you for this is that if you have got an extra large TV, <laughs> prioritize that. If you've got a sound bar, use that. Yeah. Oh, just the have, score alone. Yeah, have yeah. the full experience of this. So, so that next. is Saturday, E4, 9 o'clock, not to be missed. Sunday, what have we got? So, Sunday, one of my favourites, like we just talked about, you know, 90 style for the adult yeah. thrillers, Money Monster. Sort of yes. forgotten film with George Clooney and uh, Julia Roberts reuniting post-oceans Yeah. yeah. Um, for a movie that actually made me like Jack O'Connell for about 90 minutes, which I never thought would happen. So Jack O'Connell Hey, is I a, like Jack O'Connell. I think he's... I, I know you do. Doing good you, stuff. I, I do think... You should have a repertoire that's slightly beyond I can wear a hood and speak common. Oh, but, I thought you were talking to me then. I was like, oh, right, no, no, Jack easy. O'Connell. I don't wear hoods. I, I, I say, I've never seen you in a hood. <laughs> and I don't think anyone's ever calling you common, darling. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, Money Monster, in which Jack O'Connell is a downtrodden, uh, downtrodden man who's lost his money during something to do with the financial collapse, yeah. goes on, finds his way onto the set of a TV show that's meant to be like... Uh, it's like, like, not Good Morning America. Stark Raving Mad, is it? The, uh, the, the, the one you see? Yeah. The guy you 
see the guy in clips all the time. Uh, George Clooney is kind of like that kind I've of thing. I've got a CNN kind of yes. element. Yes. Start raving yeah. money or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Takes him hostage and uses the platform to basically voice his grievances. Julia Roberts is, of course, the, the producer in the booth. Tell you what, I'll give, give you a little, little sample here. Shut up about the glitch, all right? What the hell does that even mean? You see, you don't even know. I'm not stupidly, I told you. Because somehow these clowns lost $800 million overnight. Overnight. And nobody's even actually explained how. How is something like that even possible, huh? It's not a rhetorical question I want answer. What do you want from me, man? I don't run Ibis. I'm just a guy on TV. Shut up, Lee! Shut up! I do love the Kloontang, man. He is just the man. Yeah, George Clooney never gets it wrong, really. Um, he's he's brilliant in this. I'm amazed that, that you're right. This is quite a forgotten film. It really is. So it's For worth how good it is. It's worth going back and revisiting this if you've seen it a few years ago, like I have. Or just if you're going to go experience it for the first time, it's well worth a watch. I think you'd be shocked that you never saw it yeah. when it was out. It's one of those films, uh, how did I not know this exists? This is pretty good. Yeah. Also, well, you... uh, Dominic West yes. as the, uh, the sleazy corporate This is pre-affair days in this as well. Was it? I think, I think, yeah, I think it's around the time it started, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think so. But he's, yeah, again, he's brilliant. It's on the Sony channel, 11.05pm. Mm. Well worth a watch on your Sunday night. And also Monday, another one that I think is worth the watch is The Disappearance of Alice Creed, which is on the Horror Channel at 10.50pm. Gemma Artisan's in this and she basically plays a girl that gets kidnapped in this and sort of spoiled kind of rich Essex girl yeah it is and I for me I kind of watched this originally and was a bit I didn't love it the first time, but then I loved it the second time. Uh, that's the thing, because I watched it the first time, and I loved it because it's a very unsettling film. Yeah. So the idea is she gets kidnapped by two masked men. And yeah. it's more the drama about the two masked men and how she drives a wedge between them, how they drive a wedge between... Use her to drive a wedge between one another. It's a, it's a real... It's a game of... It's a battle of wits. It's a game of personalities, a sort of clash of, of intelligence, really. Stars Eddie Marson yes. and Martin Comston. Yeah. As the uh, as the two would be masked men, uh, I tell you what. Let's give you an example of the tension. We'll go with the two guys in this one. I said I'm not. That's what I told you. I'm not hungry. You haven't eaten for nine hours. You've been doing physical work, and you're still not hungry. No. What? If you're not hungry, it means that something's not right. It means you're thinking too much about whether we've done everything right, or whether we've made a mistake along the way that will get us caught and gets 20 years in jail. Or maybe you're thinking about whether we have to rough up that girl. Or perhaps even kill her. I will say, this this made me a genuine fan of Gemma Arterton. Yeah. Uh, I think there's there's uh, some, some quite nifty twists and turns along the way. And this really is a character piece. Yeah, and I think, I think if you're a fan of Line of Duty, like, mm. looking at Martin Compton in completely different... Oh, is that different... where he is now? Yes. Oh, I could try to figure that out. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so he looks very different. I'm just checking him out on IMDb. He looks very different. Checking him out, eh? I am checking him out. <laughs> um, but he's so different in this movie that it's not mm. hard to kind of not realise that link. But obviously, Line of Duty on TV is, is yeah, very popular huge, here in the UK huge, at the yeah. moment. And Eddie Marzan, a chameleon. He in really everything is. that he, he really, does. Do you know, I met him at one of Kermode's things, one of his MK3D shows, like, two years ago. Do and you? he's just a darling. And I saw him before I knew he was in Deadpool. So, yeah. There we go. There go. So, yeah. Disappearance of Alice Creed, which is uh, 10.50 on the Horror Channel on Monday night. Cannot recommend highly <laughs> What enough. a way to start your week. <laughs> I know, right? So, <laughs> tell you what, we'll, we'll, take, we'll, we'll smooth the tone out a bit okay. for the next one. On so, then. on Tuesday, 9 o'clock on E4, a very lovely family drama 
with a custody battle at the heart of it. It is Chris Evans. Oh, I thought you were going to say Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> Kramer versus Predator has found the guy who pitched it once. Yeah. Uh, gifted starring Chris Evans and uh, uh, Octavia Spencer. Uh, really lovely film. It's McKenna Grace as well, mm. who I think uh, has become known for things like Captain Marvel and roles like that since. But this is the first movie I, I remember seeing her in. Uh, movie that made me think, huh, Chris Evans is really expanding this whole acting thing. Now. No longer just Captain America. Yeah, and I knew him from like Fantastic Four before that, which yeah. he's, I thought was, I always thought was quite fun in. Uh, but here he goes for the proper acting. Then you get to Knives Out and Insane. So uh, this is the idea. He is a genius. His late sister, before she passed away, assigned him custom of her clearly also genius daughter. His genius mother, who's estranged, comes back into the picture. Don't you just hate it when there's too many geniuses. Too many geniuses, man. And they all go to they all go to in, into basically these lockheads in this custody battle. And it all centers around centers around whether or not the girl should be the young girl should be taken away from her regular school, which she doesn't want to go to anyway, and put into a genius school. But what about Fred? What about him? You won't take care of him. You don't like cats. I don't like two-eyed cats. Fred, as you know, is monocular. Who's gonna throw him his ping-pong ball? Fred's gonna be fine. No more argument, okay? We've discussed this ad nauseum. What's ad nauseum? Oh, you don't know? Wow, looks like someone needs school. I don't know if I can hear any more of the word genius. Well, Makes me feel inferior. It's a pretty genius drama, if I'm honest. Oh, okay. <laughs> E4, 9 o'clock Tuesday. That's the one for you if you yeah. are also a genius. Uh, Wednesday, if you're not, mm. um, then you can go back to the heyday of Guy Ritchie here. Yeah, because you were asking me recently about The Gentleman. And I yes. remember when that came out, I said it was Guy Ritchie's best film since. Snatch. Yes. Which, and of course, is on five star at 11 o'clock yes. on Wednesday. We don't have a clip for it because it turns out it's very, very difficult to find a broadcastable clip from Snatch. I tried. Just use the bit with Brad Pitt in it. That's like, well, you can't really understand what he's saying. Yeah, that would be about the only way you could get away <laughs> with it. That was shot quite near my family home, actually. Really? Nice, yeah. Nice ah. to know. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, Snatch, which is the... It's just, you know what? I'm just going to describe it as a standard Guy Ritchie movie. You know, a bunch of criminals, all from different sort of sects and, and geographical locations, who all come together and they all butt heads over different criminal schemes. However, Jason Statham is the lead here, so... Yeah, you know, that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> and also, if you want to know what the inside of a of a gun looks like, you'll have those stylistic Guy Ritchie shots oh, yeah. that take you through every Oof, single bit God, of the yeah. the barrel, the you know everything there. Uh, I like it. I like Snatch. I haven't seen it in years. Also, easy to watch. Would I be right in calling this the only uh, gangster movie to star Mike Reed? From EastEnders. Oh, so. Mike Reed. Oh, <laughs> hello, sweetheart. What are you doing to me, Pat? Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Mike Reed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that is Wednesday, 5 start, 11 o'clock at night. Far too late. Should be on earlier. Actually. I know, Don't I know. Uh, speaking of fun, Thursday... ITV2, 9 o'clock, perfect timing for Bridesmaids. How much do you love Bridesmaids? I love this movie. You, and I mean, you've been married. Does this, some, some, does this somehow... <laughs> just, just the once. Uh, just the once. <laughs> you, you, as far as I know, you still I are. am married, but, yes. Yeah, so does this reflect the, the horror of uh, Do you know what? When, when, I asked, when I asked my bridesmaids to yeah. be my bridesmaids, I each gave them a copy of this on DVD. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Were you married that recently? Oh, mind you, this is like 10 years ago now, isn't it? 2016 I was married. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was fun. And actually, when one of my friends got married mm. we as bridesmaids all went with her to watch this at the cinema really came out. yeah it was very timely for them when my friend who works at warner brothers got married uh, she posted a picture of her and her bridesmaids yeah. against a plain white wall and actually took it photoshopped it and put it onto the poster for bridesmaids nice so good, good go. work good so, friendship yeah, I'm, I'm nice like that yeah um so um, uh, this is the, of course the comedy of you know the, the the bridesmaids argument from hell effectively yeah and didn't didn't um, melissa mccarthy get an oscar nod for this I think she did. Yeah. I believe yeah. she did. It's Breakout great. role. 
breakout roles for mm. her, for Rose Byrne, for Maya Rudolph. You know, there's so much in this. I mean, the best part was when we came to, to pick a clip for this, it got a bit dicey and I had to go with. Hey, buddy. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. good. I feel I'm so much more relaxed. Thank you, Helen. I just feel like I'm excited and I feel relaxed and I'm ready to party with the best of them. And I'm gonna go down to the river. <laughs> wow, it looks like somebody's really relaxing now. Ready to party. Party. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm just a fan. I think Chris O'Dowd as well. He, he yeah, is quite he's a breakout goodness, star yeah. in this as well. I only wish that my Hindu was as good as this. So that's um. uh, 9 o'clock ITV2 <laughs> on Thursday. So let's finish off the week then in style. Oh my I'm goodness. just going to tell you before we say what this is. I, and this is absolutely true, yeah. I will not trust a person on any fundamental level if they claim to not like this film because then I know they're full of crap. Okay. Because nobody doesn't like Con Air. No. Con Air is one of the best movies of the last 25 years. And do you know what? Nicolas Cage, you've got to love him, yeah. right? And actually, coincidentally, I read in the newspaper today... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going he's gonna to do this, isn't he, again? This is on Friday night, 9.45 on Channel 5. It is the perfect way to kick Need off the we weekend. Need we say more? And I'm just going to say that if you are Nicolas Cage and you have to recreate a scene from one of your classic movies and you have to do one from Con Air, well, there's only one that you could possibly do. Appears the United States Parole Commission that... Put the bunny back in the box. I knew you was a punk, and I was right. You been playing us all along. You a free man. I said, put the bunny back in the box. Now, why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? Right, so, Connor, perfect way to end the week. Check it out. And we're back, and this time we're taking it to home platforms, we're taking it to discs, we're taking it to VOD, we're taking it to streaming. So, Miss Perfect, where shall we begin? With a couple of clicks, like... Let's not even say it, let's just play the clip. Hello? There's no one here. Could it be abandoned? It's creepy. Spooky. Mysterious. Spooky. It's hideous. It's horrible. It's home. Now, I've had uh, home home rental experiences where I've had to go and view properties, and they've they've all gone kind of like that, if I'm honest. So. Are we... Is this Adam's family one? 
Yeah, this the, is obviously the animated yeah, uh, 2020, which, which is pretty good. It's good. It's got the most incredible voice cast. It really has. But remember, we had this conversation yeah. when we reviewed it, which was it's very strange that they cast this for live action rather than yeah. kind of cast it for animated. Because most of the actual original you know, live action cast is still around. Yeah. There is one great addition to this. I really love the idea of casting Snoop as Cousin It, <laughs> which is just amazing. Yeah. Um, it we, is a lot of fun, isn't it? It really is. Actually, right. You, you know my, my roommate, Sav? Yeah. You, you've met him before. He has a, a five-year-old son, Freddie. Right. And uh, we got the, the review copy of this film. And the kid has driven us nuts with this film. Wow. And I mean twice a week for months, driven us nuts with this film. I have seen it so many times. It's a good job the film's as good as it is. Yeah. 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 So uh, that's out Monday the 2nd, as is, of course. And then you just asked me about this. What is yeah. this film? Countdown. Movie starring Elizabeth Lale from the first series. I thought series. it was, uh, are we going to put anagrams in? Try to ask for a consonant and I'm, a vowel. I'm not lucky enough for them to cast Rachel Riley in a movie. That's okay. all I'm going to say. But I am lucky enough for them to cast Elizabeth Lale from the first season of You in a movie. Ah. And that's exactly what they did here, in which there is a new app. Literally a killer app. I don't know why you wouldn't call oh this killer goodness. app. Uh, it's an app, one of those sort of novelty ones that predicts the, t- the day you'll die. Like it tells you oh years, day, Stuff years, like that months, gets me, second. That gives me anxiety. And the idea is that, you know, when this thing actually does count down, it is your time and death will come for you. Almost Final Destination style, death will come for you. And Elizabeth Lale and a bunch of new characters have team up and, and, and sort of figure out. But anyway, it's a cheap and cheerful one. They didn't show it for critics. I had to go and see this off my own back. I had a bloody good time with it. It's schlocky, it's trashy, it's right up my alley. And it's, you know, it's exactly what you expect. It's darkened hallways, it's, it's back from you in a series of increasingly tiny vests and small shorts. What do you expect from a 90-minute horror movie about a killer app? Yeah. Not a lot more, actually. Not an and awful not, lot more. Not really a cinema release. No, no. <laughs> it is shocking it wasn't directed to DVD. But you know what? It is on DVD now, so maybe it's found its proper home. Let's talk then about. We only reviewed this, like, it feels like six weeks ago we reviewed this. Terminator Dark Fate. Okay. Hmm. So this had. Was it. We were saying it's the best sort of flashback scene or. Like with the CG, like the de-aging. The best this. de-aging effects. Yeah. yeah. And I've been showing people this as an example yeah. constantly since. So this I, was... Uh, the f- I didn't mind this one. I did Dark Fate. So it had yeah. Mackenzie... Mackenzie Davis. Davis yeah. in it, which I... Do you remember I mistook her for Claire Foy and thought, <laughs> why... <laughs> Why is this? Like, why can I not find out about Claire Foy in this? Oh, this is so no, awkward. See, I got really confused. Now the, the the telltale sign is that uh, well, Mackenzie Davis has a personality and can smile occasionally. You're so mean. I'm just saying, there's more to acting than trembling your bottom lip. Anyway, let's see you play the queen. But I, I mean, I could play a queen. It just wouldn't be that queen. But uh, <laughs> I look great in drag. Anyway, <laughs> so um, it's, 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 it's part three B alternative, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's the alternative one in which Linda Hamilton has to become the protector yes. of effectively a new Sarah Connor from an alternative future, you know, that's been brought about by the one that she helped to prevent. Have you have a little sniff of this one? You know, these guns won't kill it. They'll only slow them down. According to your description of his capabilities, our best option is to secure a military-grade energy weapon. An EMP. What is that? An electromagnetic pulse. If we had one close range, it would fry a Rev-9. I might know a guy. The Air Force Intelligence Officer out of Bingham. It's 94 miles from here. We should leave this afternoon. Hey. You've been tracking me? You want to keep your phone in a bag of potato chips. 
then keep your phone in a bag of potato chips. The thing I really liked about this is when we do see Arnie in this movie, mm, it's yeah. really funny. It he is. He plays yeah. for laughs in this, which is... And it works. It really works. Because they tried that a few times, especially the, the first version yeah. of Terminator 3. They tried making him intentionally funny, and it doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. But in this one, it does. The action is great. The effects mm. are really good in it. Mackenzie Davis is very, very good as your sort of yeah. uh, enhanced... Human. She's a sort of hybrid, isn't yeah, she? But not in that annoying way from Genesis. Yeah. And yeah, and again, like seeing um Sarah Connor back mm. is 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 brilliant. Like That's Linda it. Hamilton. All about that. And Linda Hamilton's entrance on this is yeah. enough in itself to yeah. kind of go, Oh, she's back. She's back. Yeah, it's pretty good. I recommend it. I think I think if you're a fan of the, if you're a diehard fan of the first two Terminator movies, there are no, this is yeah, this comes in at number the three. Worst. It's not the worst yeah, Terminator. I think three, this is, is a it? good third in line, I yeah, think, this definitely. one. No, it's it's definitely good. Right, should we move over to streaming? Yes, yeah, so, so streaming. We've got kind of the mother load to kick us off on streaming this week. So on Netflix, from Sunday the 1st of March, you're going to get the second batch of Studio Ghibli movies that they're adding to. Because remember, Netflix were adding all... I was going to say, I've got the title here, Studio Ghibli. I'm like, what does that even mean? Well, I, I, we couldn't fit in all the films because no. it's things like Princess Mononoke, it's things like Arietti, it's things like Spirited, Spirited Away. Away. Yes, and this is the second batch. There's going to be multiple ones. They're just dumping like five or six at a time. And they will have the complete Studio Ghibli collection on Netflix. That's amazing. Which is great. Yeah. Because because yeah. it's it's you know it's, it's, it's wonderful that you know that, that for instance you know English language audience is going to have such easy access to this wealth of yeah. fantastic films. That's on from Sunday the first. On Wednesday the fourth, what I think should have won best documentary this year. Oh, Apollo Eleven. Now, wasn't this narrated by Harrison? No. I'm not sure I do narrate on this. Now you made me feel like a fool. Oh, sorry. So I'm going to look that up. Or was it, is it Ron Howard directed it? Am I thinking something completely different? I, do you know what? You're going to have to bear with there me was a, a time. I tell you what, there was a time in which Apollo 11, there was, a, there was something on Channel 4 that mm. came out that was a reconstructed drama about, about it with like Sean Penn or something in it. Unless I'm thinking of something completely different. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, okay. This is literally built out of archival footage and presented as if it's a newsreel. Is a complete documentation of the Apollo 11 mission, of the moon landing, from pretty much you know the, the, the days leading up to the launch to after. It's got talking head interviews with, with the actual astronauts, but the thing is, it's completely diegetic. It is like you are watching the news. You are watching the news from 1969. Okay. It's absolutely incredible. I don't think there is a narrator, to be honest, to it. But people involved that you see in archival footage are, you know, the obvious people like Deke Slayton, like uh, uh, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, you know, the obvious uh, candidates yeah. here. Uh, Gene Krantz, whom uh, I've, I've always had a soft spot for because uh, uh, Apollo 13, he's the mission control guy in Apollo 13. I'm trying 13. to find out what Harrison Ford has narrated of late. Oh. I can't find... I think I've got this... Com- I think I've gone on a complete curveball with there this is one. Something, Apologies, ladies remember, and gentlemen. Although I might be thinking of Call of the Wild but uh, anyway, so pop- there was something that Ron Howard directed I yeah. saw it as a poster on the tube and then there's something that, that Harrison Ford has also narrated that yeah. is completely all unrelated to this <laughs> meanwhile to close out your week Friday I'm, the 6th good segue away from that <laughs> Friday the 6th on Netflix. I'm just pushing because we've got like a minute and a half. Friday the 6th on Netflix. We've got Blockers starring Leslie Mann, John Cena, Ike Barinholtz. I loved this movie. I thought you would. And of course, this is the story of three teenage girls who decide on prom night to you know, collectively lose their respective virginities, uh, only for the parents to discover it and set out on a journey to stop them. I'm in. What? I'm in. I'm having sex tonight too. Uh... Just like that? Yeah, I mean, why not? Because it's your first time, and your first time should be special and perfect. Yours can be special and perfect. Mine is going to be tonight, and with that dude. Just brown. 
Connor Aldrich, your lab partner? Listen, my student athlete days are over. Tonight is the beginning of my adult life, and for the first time, I can do whatever I want. So I want to go to prom, get drunk, get potted up on weed, and lose my goddamn virginity. We're gonna have the same first time sex anniversary. We can go to dinner every year and commemorate it. Fred sticks for life, bitch. For me, it's just any comedy with uh, John Cena in. Yeah. Also, it's got uh, 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 Gary Coleman in it, and yeah, I, I, Do you I, know what? I love that. It's funny. This is I forgot about this film, and it's mm. so worth the watch if you can catch it. It's a light, easy comedy. Again, hour and forty-two minutes for yeah. this movie. So super easy to watch. There should be a word before blockers, just in case you're wondering there what, what it the means. There's there is little, in the there's logo. There is in the logo, yeah. But the we logo, obviously can't. Yeah, we, we can't, can't say, say that now. But um, it is out. so worth checking out. Mm, so that, that's a good week of streaming. That really is, and we've had some weak ones. Yeah, we've had some really weak <laughs> weeks. That is a good week for um, for films in general, mm. I think. There's some, something for everyone there, I think. Also, just a little bit of a telly recommendation for you, which I was telling you about, Van. It's just a little bit of bonus for you. Go on. Hunters on oh, Amazon yes. Prime. Al Pacino is is brilliant. It's, it's about a group of vigilantes who are Nazi hunters in 1977 New York City. Filmed like a Tarantino movie, Ooh. and uh, I've been I've been glued to it. The first episode's an hour and a half, and it just keeps you completely gripped. Um, so if you're looking for something a little bit different, there's that as well. So next week, speaking of, of good weeks, yeah. uh, well, what we won't get to review Fantasy Island annoyingly because there doesn't seem to be a pressure. No, because um, it looks is, awful. Oh, I really want to see it. That's, <laughs> that's my jam. We do, however, have Military Wives. Yeah. Which is out, uh, which I hear good things about from James okay. King. Good. New Pixar movie, that's always a good thing. We've got Onward to look yes. forward to. The Photograph, which looks like an interesting uh, romantic drama uh, starring Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Issa Rae. Yeah, it could be, could be interesting. We've also got uh, Sulphur and White, which I know very little about, but uh, it's, it's got Mark Stanley in it. Could be interesting. Yep. Yeah. There's so, loads. There's loads, yeah. There's so we'll be back stuff. again. We'll be back again this uh, this time next week. Just, will, we, will we get to go to Fantasy Island? That's what I want to know. No, not unless you can find some weird, dark way of getting us on there. <laughs> find us a ticket. Find us a ticket. In the meanwhile, <laughs> we'll be back next week. <laughs>